0: In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Maxine Johnson about the five critical components for creating global communities of change. Maxine Johnson, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, John, for having me. It's great
0: to be here. Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you. I'm so excited to have this conversation and I really appreciate your flexibility. We were scheduled for earlier in the week after months of like preparation. Right. And then I woke up um, the other earlier in the week, the other day, and I just like couldn't talk. I was sick. And uh, anyways, so you were super gracious and flexible. We rescheduled. (laughs) And now now we're having the conversation that I wanted to have a few days ago. I really appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about the five critical components of creating global communities of change. Mm -hmm. I just love everything about that topic super excited to dive on into it as we get started i wanted to share maxine's bio with everybody maxine l johnson is an author co-author certified life coach transformation specialist and expert speaker serving professional women who are purposed to lead featured in usa today as one of the top 15 entrepreneurs to watch in 2021 medium kivo daily speak that talks talk show total transformational radio and keynote speaker for Canon Inc. in Virginia. She is an experienced HR practitioner where she has over 25 years of HR experience. She is the CEO and founder of Wife Boss Academy, home of the, the influential female, where she coaches professional women who are unaffiliated in their careers and help them discover they are purposed to lead. she is passionate about encouraging and inspiring women to be their best selves. And over the years, she has worked with women globally, helping them find positive change. She is known for creating the five critical components for creating global communities of change, which we'll be talking about today. Anything else, Maxine, that you would like to share with listeners by way of your background before we dive on into the conversation? Yeah,
1: well, one thing I want to share with listeners is um, I I wear leadership hats and one of the leadership hats. Well, let me back up. John, I'm glad you're feeling better. I should have said that first. Oh, thank <laughs> you. you. Thank you. I have your voice. <laughs> so yeah, one thing I want to share, one of the things that's been exciting for me is just um, my, I just landed or my, uh, I have a TEDx talk um, that was just premiered uh, last week. It's called Why Heroes Need Help. So I was super excited about that and you can find that on YouTube. So I'm really excited about that.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, what a wonderful way to reach people and to share your message. So congratulations on that. And yeah, let's dive on in. I'm super excited to explore this. So first, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about some of the good work you're doing? So we're going to talk about the five critical components for creating global communities of change. But you do a lot of work with women. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that first, and then we can talk more specifically about the, the, those five critical components.
1: Sure. So the work that I do with women, I think if it, it goes back to even before I formalized the whole coaching, the whole coaching um, business, if you will, and it started with women coming to me about their whatever they need. And as an HR professional, as you know, coaching is a part of what we do. And I kept hearing the same thing over and over. Next thing, you should do this professionally. Maxine, you really helped me. Maxine, you should do this outside of what you do here. And I never thought about it because it just kind of came about. And um, what I did was I started to look into it a little bit further. And at the time, I had a coach who really pushed me and propelled me into the coaching world. And my coaching clients are women, and they're all the same professional women. And they're just a little confused about where they are in their careers, you know. So they're like, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm not sure what the next step is. I want to advance. I want to do a little bit more of this. How do I get over to this area and how to transfer the skills that they have now into something else, depending on what that is. And so that I have coached, um, I'll say, probably close to 100 women over the course of not being, I'll say, a, a, um, a certified life coach. But I'm talking about my experience as an HR professional. And it's all been the same thing. And when you have people that you coach, and I I remember specifically a woman that I coached, she was a leader and she had an awesome opportunity at a for-profit company. And she was really nervous about it. And we really walked through step-by-step about what the things that she can contribute because imposter syndrome comes into play. Why, you know, I'm not sure. Is this really for me? Am I taking, you know, all of that fear, but- we talked it through, and she went and got the job. It was a really um, highly competitive role in a for-profit company, and she got the job. And so I was super excited. And when she said to me, I think she was the one, her name is Damara, she said, you need to do this <laughs> outside of. So that's how it all came about. And it's been going ever since. Um, and so I, I'm really excited about helping uh, women, and whether it's professional or Whatever, but most of them have been professional women, career. Um, not all necessarily educated with MDs or PhDs or elemental Ps, but women who are focused on their careers and wanting to advance.
0: Yeah, that's that's fantastic, and clearly a huge need here. Um, you know, unfortunately, we have persistent gender inequality pay gaps, um, access to senior leadership roles and board seats, like all of that is well-documented and it's a persistent problem. And even, you know, over the last couple of years, there have been reports that suggest that we've set women's equality in the workplace back a generation. Uh, And so, you know, clearly we need lots of work in this space uh, in part, you know, to help women um, take hold and ownership over their own career and opportunities and, and to, to bring their best positioning to those opportunities. Um, And then, of course, also on the institutional and organizational side to break down systems of inequality and to rebuild more equitable, more balanced, more inclusive uh, organizations with environments of belonging. Um, So so all of that work that you're doing is, is tremendous now as, as we talk about the five critical components for creating global communities of change i imagine you know there's a wide range of types of change that you envision that you want to see happen and, and part of that might be women in the workplace women leaders and, and those sorts of things but i imagine there's other types of um social change that you might want to see um, and, and the really cool thing about the, the modern workplace is mm-hmm. that we're Capable, we have more potential to drive, to be a a major driver, a significant driver of social global change um, today, more than perhaps any time in recent history. Uh, So, with that said, as kind of an introduction, why don't you walk us through those five critical components for creating global communities of change and we can start
1: to dissect that a bit? Sure. Thank you, John. So, it's really simple it's simply see, share, care change, and create. And when we look at that to simplify seeing, uh, if you want me to go into a, just an overview, yeah, to create yeah. the change, sometimes we have to see ourselves, see ourselves in who we are, see ourselves in the skills and abilities that we have, see ourselves as far as our gifts and our talents. We have to recognize who we are. Then the next one is sharing, share, Sharing those talents, sharing those skills, and how do we do that? Whether we share those skills and talents or we allow ourselves to have someone else share with us, then it's caring, caring. And and so this kind of goes into the self-care thing, right? And so when I I won't say self-care thing because it's huge, a part of, (laughs) because we're all like pulling all over the place, but caring for yourself. And what does that look like? One of the things that I always talk about, and it's mentioned in the, te- the TEDx talk, is that you can't pour from an empty cup, nor can you pour from a dirty one, and meaning that sometimes we're still sharing or we're still doing so much for everyone else, and our cup is empty, or even our cup is full, but it's dirty because we have resentment of all that we do, and you know we're not coming from a place of compassion. We're coming from a place because I have to do it. And then it goes into change and being that change agent. And then lastly, it is all about create. Create, what can you create? That's around legacy. So when we look at legacy, what are we leaving and what are we looking to leave behind? A lot of times we don't think about legacy. Um, One of my uh, former colleagues um, in the HR world when before they left to go on to another institution, we talked about legacy and, and they never thought about it that way the legacy that you left at an organization, what would that look like when you leave an organization? What have you done to change that? You know, what has been highlighted? So those, that's a high, that's an overview of the five components to create global change.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So in my mind, it starts with some, some individual self-awareness of, of where we're at. And you said C was the first one, is that correct? that's correct. So so yeah, so I need to I need to really recognize my positionality in the world and in relation to these, you know, difficult challenging issues whether it be gender issues in the workplace or or race, um right. types of issues, uh social political, geopolitical, economic, whatever. Like there's all these different things, right? Um environmental challenges. We need to see ourselves, we need to see our positionality in relation to these challenges and these issues before we can really start the process of, of doing anything impactful, right?
1: I think that's important. And that that um, is a place where we have to be vulnerable, and just be honest with ourselves as to what that looks like. So even if we look at the, um, the, the racial issues that we had in our country, and to be able to really sit and reflect, what does that mean to me? And to have that conversation with myself, or as we're coming up on what's happening with Roe versus Wade as a woman, what does that really feel? What does that mean to me and what impact? And and just be honest with ourselves to shrug it off and say, well, it doesn't really bother me because I'm a woman, I'm I'm not of childbearing years, but what does that really mean? And, And so you have to think about and acknowledge your feelings and walk through that. And all of that helps when you get that out for yourself, whether you journal, whether you talk to someone else, it helps you really acknowledge it because what, what I find and what I found is that when we don't do that, we get into a situation and it causes triggers and then there's this different impact or outcome that we didn't have because you never really expressed it or was honest with yourself. So I think it's an opportunity for us to really look in the mirror and say to ourselves, what am I really feeling? Acknowledging those feelings and just taking action on what those feelings so you don't have to stay in that.
0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy. Courses, micro-credentials, and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. All HCI Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates are designed, developed, and delivered by award-winning and internationally renowned scholars, educators, thought leaders, executives, and practitioners. Our courses, micro-credentials, and certificates will help you make your mark on the future of work and make an immediate impact in your organization's. We look forward to having you join us. So we start there and that's just the place to start. If, if You know, self-reflection is hugely important. Um, having, but again, if, if, if we don't get past it, though, you know, that's great, self-awareness, wonderful, but then what do we do with it? Are we actually going to drive any sort of meaningful change? And so your second point, was it speak? Um,
1: share, it was share. Share, share. share.
0: So the second point, then we have to go beyond just that self-reflection. We then need to move into sharing, have those conversations, often very challenging, difficult conversations yeah. with those around us. You know, oftentimes there's a, bit, there's a reason why, there's these huge pressing social challenges in the world It's because they're not simple, they're complex and people have varying views, passionate views. Um, So you bring up the Roe v. Wade uh, situation and the leaked um, opinion from the Supreme court that just came out a couple of days ago. And yeah, I mean, talk about an issue that's polarized that people feel very strongly about on either side. So if you want to, um, have any chance of driving meaningful change, you need to know where you stand and why. And then you need to be able to be willing to have those hard conversations with people and to share uh, and, and, you know, to see, you know, you might change some people's minds, you might not change their minds, but at least you can have civil dialogue, come to the conversation to a place where you can have genuine mutual respect for each other. That would be a huge improvement on what we see in the current political um, <laughs> dialogue in the Absolutely. U.S. today, right?
1: Absolutely, because when we can bring things on the table and we can come to the agreement, and initially we don't—I'm not trying to change your mind, and I don't need you to try to change my mind. But at least if you understand where I'm coming from, that's all I ask. And I'll give you an example. Some years ago, early on in my HR career, there was a conflict between—and this is all around culture. This is around culture, right? And it was a conflict between um, an experienced nurse who um, is is Caucasian and a nurse's aide who was African-American. And the conflict between the two, the nurse's aide felt that the nurse was disrespectful. The nurse felt that the uh, (laughs) disrespectful and also alleged, uh, alleged racism. And the nurse thought that the nurse's aide was very rude, unprofessional. When we sat down, here is the the context of how this all came about. Nurse's aide asked the nurse, asked a question, and the nurse says to the nurse's aide, an answer in response, said what? And the nurse's aide took offense to it. What they what was the lesson for everyone was in the African-American community, I know at least for me, I'm not going to speak worldwide, but for me and those that I know, if you answer or responded what, it was very it was very disrespectful. It was deemed as rude. Whereas the nurse had no idea. So it was a, once that all came out, it was all a lesson and a learn. And, and they went, they moved forward just to have that conversation. Because a lot of things we don't know and we don't, because we don't talk about it. So this in that example, it came from something like. I thought you were rude and making these allegations of racism. It wasn't that. It was just around cultural differences. But if they put it on the table and understood it, everything worked out fine. So I think even that example is something just as simple as that. If we do more of that, I think that will create more change.
0: And so we start to see this carry out. Um, We've done the self-reflection. We've moved into sharing, having the difficult conversations. Now remind us what the third point was again
1: care taking care of
0: yourself then we care and we show genuine empathy towards others we show care towards ourselves um and and i think that goes hand in hand with sharing because if if you're not caring for yourself you're not going to be able to have the sustainable energy to to engage in those challenging conversations and the sharing right um if you're not genuinely invested in those around you you're not going to be able to have any meaningful conversation with them because you're just talking at them instead of with them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think all of that is so, so vital. And then we get into change, right? right. And, and that's ultimately what we want, right? We want to be able to, to impact. We want to be able to change things that we see mm-hmm. as important, uh, whether that's within our homes, whether that's within our organizations, in our communities, the world as a whole, We want to see things get better over time. We want to leave the world a better place for our children. We want to leave our workplace a better place for our team members, et cetera. So what are some of those, as we break down the change um, component, what are some of the specific things we can start to do to drive that meaningful change?
1: Change is all around the action that we take from all of the things that we learn. So whatever those actions are. So changing meaning to is implementation. So whatever the goals are that you have, or whether it's organizational goals, whether it's personal goals, that's where the implementation comes in. That's where the action takes place. So if we say to ourselves, I have all of these good things. I'm I'm clear on what my feelings are. I'm clear on what I know. I'm clear on what I do. I'm able to share. I have great communication. Um, I care for myself. I care for others. Now what's next? The next is implementation. And what do we do to implement? Whether that's goal setting, uh, whether that's (laughs) To helping someone else that could be mentoring someone that could be coaching someone and kind of it it kind of flows into the last one create because you're leaving that legacy right so I think the it it is whatever that action is for that individual and this is something that I do is what does that look like for you individually.
0: Let's walk through this now maybe with an example uh, and we can go back to women in leadership, women in the workplace, if you want, or you can choose another example. But uh, let's walk through each of these five components, um, just to illustrate how this might play out.
1: Sure. I'm just trying to think of so many examples, but I'll think of, um, I'll, 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 I think it's better if I talk about myself, <laughs> if you don't mind. So one thing about it is, um, for me, is a lot of times that when we're coming up, people may see something in you that you don't see in yourself. They say, oh, I see your potential. And you're like, what does that mean? What does potential mean? But when you start to really see what you have, right? And you say, there is something there. There's a feeling I have. There's something there, right? And and then you have to work out what that looks like. Well, what does that mean? And a lot of times, whether it's coaches, mentors, or teachers, they kind of help you work through that because that's where the vulnerability, whether it's your parents, to really talk that out. That's where the sharing comes in, right? And so we're talking about sharing. So I know for me, it was like, what does potential mean? I don't really understand. And so, oh, wow. I guess I am a, 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 a good speaker, and I, I, I didn't believe it. Everyone told me that, and I thought the sweating uh, when every time I, t- I gave a talk, I'm sweating so bad. I'm thinking, no, I'm not good because I'm so nervous about it. And why am I so nervous? It's just my anxiety. Do I feel comfortable behind the desk hiding? Yes, I do. I feel better. I, I feel great. I feel so comfortable. It's like a little kid. With a nice cushy teddy bear, I feel safe. However, when I understood that 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 was just a part of who I was, but and I had to walk through that, and then after that, coming through, I, you know, even when I speak or I'm doing a talk or something like that, I have to replenish. (laughs) I have to replenish. I have to fill me fill myself back up because I you pour so much out right and so you give so much and you give it give it your all I gave I give my all and I'm exhausted afterwards frankly I'm really tired so I may just have to create that time of care that means I give myself you know an hour or so I may not want to talk to anybody I just want to spend time to myself to really reflect meditate or whatever that looked like for me and then with a part of the change it could be and I'm using I'm going to if I'm giving a talk goes to if someone wants to follow up what does that look like for that person what does that mean and so the follow-up is can we connect let's connect and then i can help them create the change that they need to create and implement and take that action whatever that looks like individually and that's a part of the creating the creating of the legacy when i leave here what's in between the dash so the birth the birth um date right the birth year and whenever that year when i leave this earth it's what I implement, what's in between that dash is so important to me that people could say, wow, Maxine Johnson really not only created the you know, five critical components to creating global change, but she also helped me with this. She did this, she did that, and that my children, my grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren, I don't have great-grandchildren or grandchildren, but I'm just using it as an example, can look back and reflect that, that was, I was a part of the change in the world.
0: I love it. I love it. Maxine, this has just been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for taking your time today to share with me and my listeners your five key critical components of creating global communities of change. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, Before I let you go today, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, where they can find your book, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Sure. Thank you again for having me. It was a great conversation and I can be found at www.maxineljohnson.com. And at the website, you can find information about um, the book, which can be found on Amazon. Um, It's called Helping a Sister and it is the five critical components to creating global change and as well as the speaking and uh, the coaching that I do. So www.maxineljohnson.com dot com. And I just want to share with your listeners and just to everyone that, you know, we are in crazy times and in turbulent times. And it sounds like a lot, it seems like a lot of lemons are being thrown at us, but get some sugar, Splenda, sweetener, and let's make lemonade so that we can create global change. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out connected, find out more about what Maxine can do for you, check out her book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Bluer than Indigo Leadership, the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader.